Did you ever wonder? Did you ever wonder? I do. Did you ever wonder why the sun always rises, but the stars never fall, why dry land is never satisfied by water, and why fire never says enough? Enough. So today on Bible Wonders, I want to wonder with you about the big baseball game, you know, in the big inning, <laughs> or Genesis chapter one, uh, which is, you know, it just kind of leads me to this point. Like if I studied the Bible forever, I could never, ever, ever, you know, get all that, that is possibly in there. And of course, many, many, many Jews have written just volumes on this very first group of letters, it's called the Bereshith, or Bereshit, because of the letters that are the beginning of the Torah. And so, interestingly, that word has become synonymous with beginning, even though that isn't probably the way to interpret those letters, but because it is the beginning, everybody refers to it as the beginning, so when you see this in English and they say, in the beginning, that would be one way to say it. But if you take just the first two letters which are a bet, which means home, and a resh, uh, which means head to some extent. But that in Hebrew is bar, those two letters, which means son. You heard it like, you know, Barabbas, the son of the rabbi, so to speak, that was the one that got set free instead of Jesus in the crucifixion story. But that word bar means son. So the very first two letters of the Torah, you could say means son, or you could just say home, because that bet means house, and the Jews teach, and I think very much in line with what is true, is that God wanted a house, and so he, you know, in the beginning, he made a house. And so when you take the first three letters and you put them together to make a word, you got that house, and then you got the resh, which would be bar, but add the third letter, and it's an aleph, and that means to create, which is bara. And interestingly, that word is repeated right after the rishith. It says bara again. So if you'll just allow me my interpretation of this, I think you're going to find something that's really neat in here. Um, as I've studied and studied and thought and prayed and said, now, if I was going to personally translate this in English, what it actually says in Hebrew, this is how I, Robbie Dilmore, would interpret it. What it says is, Creation was appointed by the Creator God. His heaven and His earth. Now, of course, there are some words in there that, if you've heard all along, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, doesn't mention anything about being His. But you may know, as we talked about in the last week, that when you put a tav in front of something, you're saying the omega. Well, when you put an aleph in front of a tav, you got the aleph and the tav. That is the same thing as the alpha and the omega. Well, before he says heaven and before he says earth, it says et, which is at olive tav, which is like his stamp, saying this is my heaven and it's my earth. And the other interesting thing about the way I interpreted that is since the, the word creation... Is, or creator, is what that starts with. When it says God created the heavens and the earth, well, the Elohim that they're saying is Lord, you know, that could be any number of different gods, but the way that it's written in Hebrew, it's very specific. It says the creator God. 
you see? And so it's not just saying any old God. This was the creator God who happens to be the bar of the sun, <laughs> you know, that, that bet and that rash. And it's just written all over this verse when you think about it. So how does this work out practically in my life and your life? Well, we were made in God's image. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but when God created the heavens, he created the spiritual world. And when he created the earth, he created the physical world. And, you know, Jesus was always teaching about, well, there's a spiritual aspect of this and there's a physical aspect of this. And so what we're told right there in Genesis 1-1 is God wanted a home. He didn't want a home on the earth, but he wanted one in heaven too. In other words, he wanted a home spiritually and he wanted a home physically. So I don't know what your story's like, but my parents divorced when I was a kid and I remember thinking, God, I can never go home again. And so many songs, they say more songs are written on home than are written on broken hearts because we always want to go home. Well, God created a home. He made a nest for us on the earth, but he also made a nest for us, which he said, don't let your heart be troubled, right? I've gone to prepare a nest. I've gone to prepare a place for you in the spiritual world too. Now, since we're made in his image, I'll bet if you think about it, our lives are very much filled with meaning by creating a home, both physically and spiritually, a place where we can enjoy our families, right? Where we can be ourselves and where we can enjoy relationship and intimacy where in our homes. So we too are nesters, <laughs> but not just physically like your house, but you got one spiritually. And there's certain people that you will let into your home and there's certain people you won't let into your home. And God's the same way. That in order for you to make it into his home, he wants you to have that stamp that's there in Genesis 1, the Aleph and the Tav, that Tav being the cross and that Aleph being a heart that longs for God. Something to wonder about today on Bible Wonders. Do you ever wonder? Did you ever wonder?